Hello. Welcome to the woodshed. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. I say that all the time. I need to come up with a new greeting. It's going to be okay. Um, going to be talking with musician Dallas Alexander out of Canada. I don't know where he's living now in Canada, but he's Canadian, and that's it's going to be fine. It's going to be more than okay. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Guy's got some great music, so I'm excited to make the introduction to y'all that listen and uh, get to get to chat with somebody that I just started kind of getting to know musically, if you will. And uh, yeah, excited. Want to thank the sponsors because they're cool. Um, when they sponsor stuff like a podcast. That, that means they believe in you. So if you've got sponsors for whatever you're doing in life, you're doing it right, I feel. That's my opinion. Because um, I feel like what I'm doing in the podcast is pretty cool. Because it's mine. But anyway. Uh, yeah, thank you to Royal Coffee Roasting, located here in Southern Oregon, Medford, to be exact. They've got a location over on Biddle and Airport Road. Beautiful uh, drive up, sit down, really cool place. I like it. And they make great coffee. I'm currently... Enjoying Mexican morning again, great stuff. Also like the jackpot roast. That one's a good one. There's another few that they do. I I need to kind of delve in and see, you know, what the other stuff's like. So Royal Coffee Roasting also in Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Boise, Idaho. Um, also a look design, making my cool logos look all snappy and flashy and stuff, and easy to make into things like embroidered hats. Yeah. Uh, Moxley Media, another great sponsor, believing in my content since day one. Thank you, Joe and the crew. Hey, Seuss, Alina, Gabe, Wes, Jordan, Kurt. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you, Moxley Media, printing all my cool logos that a look design makes. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, also want to say thank you to Whizbang Booking and Management because they're always like getting me artists they've gotten me in front of like two other management companies so there's other artists that i'll be talking to that aren't in their stable of artists so thank you to kibi and ian and tyler and anyone else over there at Whizbang booking and management great stuff i'm excited hey let's get dallas on all right let's do the podcast welcome to the woodshed here we go when i'm feeling like i just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Dallas Alexander, thank you so much and welcome to the woodshed. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Where in Canada are you now? Uh, I live uh, just outside of Ottawa. Okay, so I've got um, you're from Cal- or you're from Alberta, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, so I've got family down in uh, Okotoks, south of of Calgary. It's been yeah. 
been a million years. I haven't been there since 1982. I probably the year you were born. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm an 83. Oh, okay. uh, okay. We we yeah, I played a fun show in Okotoks this, this last year. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I man, I couldn't tell you um, where they're at in Okotoks. I I remember it being pretty darn wide open. They were they're cattlemen. You know, there's a lot of land and a lot of cattle oh, yeah. and. A couple of cabins. It's beautiful. Uh, we spent time. I've been to Canada twice and both times to Calgary. Uh, but we spent some time over in Banff and I rode horses around Lake Louise. It's just, it's breathtaking. And uh, the only thing that I can find that it, it's kind of equal to the beauty in a sim- in very similar way, because there's lots of beautiful things around, like Colorado, where I, I grew up, is beautiful. Um, but yeah. Crater Lake here in Oregon um it's that blue water you know that it's very majestic it's very blue it's it's amazing i i I live about an hour and a half south of crater lake and it's something that if somebody that i know shows up here and we're in like late june and through the summer i'm we're taking you to crater lake that's the way it goes (laughs) you have to oh nice i've never been it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot, man, and it, it's it's wild. Um, the, the the Rogue River comes out of it. We live um, we live in Jackson County, which the Rogue River it's like the main thing that you you come here for. It's the fishing, the river, the rafting. You know, it, the the River Wild was partially filmed here, at, like up the road. But um, yeah, oh, wow, that that all seems like it's right up my alley. Yeah, come on out. <laughs> Dallas, I'll take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For sure. Well, I'm again. I'm really happy that you uh, agreed to do this, and I'm um, sorry for the confusion in email. Um, I I I used to do video. Um, I had a different podcast for about five years, and I started this one a little over a year ago, but I wasn't so focused. Now it's it's just musicians. Um, and before, or anyone in the music industry, basically like promoters or DJs or producers, um, mostly mostly singers, songwriters. Um, but previous to that, I was interviewing our authors and actors and, you know, just people doing kind of cool stuff, but I've been a DJ a really long time and I, I like, you know, like music and I like hearing new stuff and introducing new stuff. So kind of the natural uh, transition was going to do what I do now. And the videos, like it was an hour long on YouTube and people will watch six minutes and then tune out. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to do mm-hmm. video. That's too much work with not enough payback. You know? <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, that's a little lesson. I'll be a little more clear, but I appreciate it. Um, but let, <laughs> Hey man, let's get it started. Let's do this thing. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. where in life, uh, did you decide to, to take up music? and pursue it as a career? Uh, it was pretty recently, actually. Um, I was just talking about this. My first open mic was uh, fall. So I think it was late August, early September of 2019. Um, and it was just before that, I kind of decided I wanted to learn enough songs to go to an open mic and then start playing those because I wanted to start writing songs. Um yeah, so it was fairly recently, but I've always been a big music fan. Um, I, I sang in a high school band for a little while, doing like alternative music sort of thing and some rock stuff. And then I just, it, I never really considered it, you know, in my adult life. It was like, I played hockey and I thought that's what I was going to do. And then I joined the military and I was like, 
I was really focused on that and it kind of just in the tail end of that became the new passion I have. Well, it's, it's great, man. We, my wife and I love your music. We listen to, you know, we have a lot. I, I listen to a lot of music. I mean, that's just the way it is when you do this for, yeah. like, you know, hobby and podcasting no with musicians and such. But I'll, um, I like to throw a lot of stuff at her. We do this thing. Um, generally, it's over a little bit of whiskey and maybe a little bit of that green stuff that grows from the ground. <laughs> and, nice. you know, really well in Oregon. But um, we'll, we, we call it jukebox, and it's kind of our thing. We'll sit down on the couch. It's like maybe Friday night. I'll throw on the the fireplace, and we'll put on YouTube. And either she starts with a song, or I start with a song. Kind of doesn't matter. But we'll watch yeah. the video or listen to the song. We like videos uh, the most. And uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just like watching TV basically with music involved. But <laughs> yeah. so then the next person cho- chooses one, and you know I'll throw things like Dallas Alexander at her, <laughs> you know, and she's like, "You guys got good <laughs> hair." I'm like, "Yeah, I hate him already." <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're you're playing out now, right? Yeah, you're gigging, yeah, doing some gig work. Yeah, yeah, we uh, I just had a. Well, it would have been September, September. So like two and a half, three months of uh, being out on our first kind of real tour. We were opening for an artist named Gore Bamford all over Canada. Um, and it was it was incredible to get to play that much, for one. Like that, I had played a lot of bar shows and I was playing, while I was still in the military, I was probably playing, you know, sometimes four or five nights a week, just like a three-hour bar set. That was a lot of covers mostly um but this one was like you know we're opening with all of our original music and opening for me big venues and big crowds of you know from three or four hundred to a few thousand wow cool and it was like night after night um it's just such a cool experience to learn that from like you know professionals that have been doing it for a long time well i mean that's exciting man i mean being a you know, being a DJ, like it's not the same, but like I've played small rooms, I've played big rooms, so the you know the energy is is kind of the same in that regard. And I was going to tell you a long, long time ago in the '90s, I DJed a country bar, and I was there for like ten years, a little little under ten years in this one uh, country bar called Rock and Rodeo, and we would get it was in a hotel here in in my town where I live in Oregon, and we would get all sorts of travelers because it's you know part of the hotel. So one time. Uh, we had some members of the Canadian Air Force in the club, and I wow. I handed them a, a couple of microphones and had them sing the Canadian National Anthem, um, because every night at 9 o'clock, we, we would play the National Anthem to start our night, you know, and that was that was the gotcha. signature way to start the party. So I, I had the Canadian Air Force sing the O Canada for my, you know, very blue-blooded American crowd, which they were fine, you know, it was cool, you know, like, hey, we're allies, it's fine, like, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was cool, man, they were stoked, they gave me some Cuban cigars, I, I smoked it the next day playing football, I probably shouldn't have done that, but, hey, you only yeah, did once. great combo. <laughs> hey, how, um, how far have you traveled to play so far, like, from home, like, from where you're sitting now, like, what's the furthest you've gone? Uh, just outside of San Antonio, Texas. Nice. Okay. Yeah. If you ever, well, actually, no, that's not true. I've I've played now 
three times at different country music festivals and getaways in Mexico. So that's a little further back. Wow. Okay, cool. Colorado is a good state for music festivals. So I don't know if you got a, a booking yeah. agency, but man, Colorado is packed. It's like 120 yeah, or not 138 years. That's definitely the next piece I'm going to need in the States. I'm getting the visa stuff sorted out so I can, you know, legally be bouncing down and, and getting paid to play music. Um, I heard of what's the, the steamboat is one. I've oh heard of yeah. Yeah. Steamboat's amazing. Quite yep. a bit. It always seems to have artists that I really like. Telluride Colorado has a really big, I think it's more bluegrass. I, I could be wrong. Um, or folk music. Uh, which I can, okay. you can fit right into that vibe. Uh, I don't know about bluegrass so far. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. Blue, bluegrass would be a stretch for now, but <laughs> I think definitely <laughs> get some folk stuff. You got to get that banjo going. Acoustic shows. Yeah, I know. You love the banjo. So, um, oh gosh, I had another thought. Oh, if you're ever back down in San Antonio, let me know. Uh, there's a guy I interviewed okay. that owns a venue. And uh, I and if you have a plan, like if you can get me in advance, I I'll, I'll try to put you in touch with him and see if you if he can book you in, at his uh, his bar in San Antonio, which is I guess like super cool. Another guy that I interviewed plays there. He lives in um, like near Austin, which is not far from San Antonio, if, especially if you're coming from Canada. You know, it's a bit of a drive. Um, it all yeah, I'm like oh, it's all close enough. <laughs> you know, when I'm come down that far already. Yeah, you come to Oregon. I have a few places, so let me know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So you're you're just you're out like more often now doing doing the doing the gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's been a really cool mix. Like the I think uh, September is when we started, and we were on the road uh, for three months. And then I was just down in Mexico and played a country music getaway out of Cabo. Um, and then I went down to Texas to do a couple podcasts and then was in Nashville up until I just got home today um, doing some writer's rounds, writing and stuff. Uh, February is mostly at home. I've got a bunch of catching up on the business side of music stuff um, and some songs I want to sit down and take from ideas or half songs into full songs. And then we're going to just do a bunch of rehearsing. And then March... I'm going to be in Nashville the entire month. I just booked the last one. So I have a write, a writing session, like co-writing every single day in March. And now I'm starting to double them up. So I'm going to go down and just really focus on, on songwriting. And, uh, and then in April, I'm back on tour again. So. Who, who in Nashville are you working with? Uh, seemingly everybody. Um, I've just, I've been down there now I think this was my sixth, fifth or sixth time in the last year. Nice. And I just fell into a really good network of people and songwriters and play around and connect with more people. Um, so kind of all kinds of folks. Um, I booked, yeah, I have every, oh, it's every weekday of March is booked with a right. And I'm just starting to double them up now. And yeah, I don't, the, the list is long, new songwriters, old songwriters, and everyone in between teams. I got a couple of buddies in Nashville that are songwriters, singer-songwriters. Uh, we can talk about that offline. But, th hey, sure. si since we're talking about gigging and, and playing out, describe the perfect venue from your standpoint. Like, is it a nightclub, a dance hall, a, a, a arena? Like, what what's the best vibe for you? Oh, man, they all offer something different that is cool. Like, you know, a, a small theater is so quiet and intimate, mm. but then I also, 
I enjoy a good party. So I think what it came down to for me on this, like I'll, I'll pick out of all the different venues on this last tour. Cause we played like arenas, like big casino spaces, bars and theaters. And I think, I think the, the ones I had the most fun at were the bars where they could fit, you know, four or 500 people in and just put on a concert and was, everyone was there to party. And, but it was still, uh, you know, very much a concert. So people are there for the music and then it's a good party. I had fun at a few of those. I love a good party. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I mean, there's something to be said too, but like the intimate <laughs> setting is like a listening room or a theater. And those are, those are good and fun for a different reason, but I know. I had a lot of fun at those bars we played. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny the like like I I am now picking up what where some of the big differences are between what I've done as a DJ and what you do. Um, and playing in an intimate setting is never I mean a wedding, but then you throw a party at the wedding anyway. So you know you're not yeah, you're not playing like um, you know a soft sweet set for anybody. Like like some one time somebody asked me you know like uh, hey can you play jazz as a DJ? I was like yeah, but why would you why wouldn't you hire a musician for that? Like I'll play all yeah. the all the hits you know like the dance hits and and the yeah. the party pumped up music and like that's what that's what a nightclub would want. But if you're looking for a lounge act, you got to hire a musician like that. That they're oh, coming right. in for that. They're not coming to see a DJ play jazz standards. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I want to play "Child of This Land," um, but let's talk about it. Like, tell me uh, the concept, how you came up with "Child of This Land," and then we'll play it. Sure. I was uh, I was actually writing in Nashville, and I just finished a co-write, and I was back at my hotel, and I like to try and really maximize when I'm down there, and. Uh, I just, I started playing again as soon as I got back to my hotel and this song kind of just came up, uh, or came out rather. I wrote it pretty quickly, probably in maybe an hour, an hour or two. Um, but it, it came out so fast, I think, because it, to me, when I put those words together into the type of song it is and the song it is, it's very visual. Like I'm picturing exactly what I'm thinking about when I wrote it. And it's about this this the small community I grew up in. I grew up in a Métis settlement in uh, like northeastern Alberta, <clears throat> and so that's kind of like it's an indigenous community. There's not very many people, a lot of space and nature and hunting and outdoors, um, and yeah. So it kind of just flowed. It all seemed to come very fast because it, it again it's like I was visualizing this my own like experience but also the the kind of community experience is what it ended up being about and then uh, i got a indigenous powwow singer to sing on it and that idea came after and then when he did his part it gave me chills so i was like okay we're keeping that <laughs> that's incredible i like it well let's let's play child of this land all right Trouble seems to find me 
There ain't no place that I fit in Raised in the backwoods And just like him Oh, I'm a fighting man Well, I was born With a gun in my hand Child of Oh, Dallas, can you name uh, like two people that have influenced your life and tell me how they've impacted your career in music? We're talking musicians or just anyone? It, it, you, it's your show. You name it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go. Number one is, is Sarah, who is my spouse and the mother of two of my little children. Uh, so I was in the military for a long time, which meant I was gone all the time. And then getting out, I, you know, went from her probably never having seen me play the guitar <laughs> because I didn't to saying I want to be a songwriter and a musician now and just playing every single day. She's had to hear the worst versions of all the songs I've written, um, but just endless amounts of support and uh, it, would, it would be an impossible thing to do right now at my age and in life if it was not for her. So wow. definitely her. Um and then I'm going to say Jamie Johnson is a musician. He's my mm. favorite artist, country singer. Um, 
his songs are just incredible. I think I, I love what he does and kind of how he how he stands for himself in the music industry. And you know, he's had some success with songs, obviously, but it's not. I don't think he's ever. It never seemed like he was trying to write something different just to get here or there on a radio station or not. You know what I mean? The other thing about Jamie Johnson is he he doesn't let the industry push him around. Yeah. He's a so li- like, like he stands up for it and he just goes and does his thing and kills it. I've seen him live a couple of times. I met him once. Carry a guitar pick of his in my guitar case that he gave me. That's pretty cool. I don't have any guitar picks from anyone famous. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> one day you can give me one of yours. That'd be cool. Um, Anyway, there you go. Yeah, you I actually go. just got some custom ones coming in. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I don't, dude. Believe it or not, I have literally zero musical ability. Um, I think it's because I started DJing at a younger age, so I just latched onto that <laughs> and went with it. But yeah, um, what is your creative process? Are you like a, a lyrics f- forward guy, or are you a guitar first? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, it's a mix for me. Um, when I'm traveling or out anywhere like not in let's say my house or my music room where I, I don't have my guitar with me i'm just always listening and looking for things that could be lyrics or ideas um it's just that practice of you know being ready to to see or hear something that could inspire and then i also every morning i do and this is pretty new only the last probably month or so but I, it's something i read about it. i just I write a full page every morning with no real direction other than, you know, try and make it coherent and try and make it either poetry or song lyric related. You know, the topic doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be constant. It's just like, no one's going to read it. It's just getting words and things out. And I found it has been extremely beneficial, but then there's times where I'll just like, play some a chord progression on my guitar and walk around and then I'll hum a little melody and I'm like, Oh, and just words will fall into place. And then I start writing it down and it goes from there. So it's kind of everything, but I'm just oh, now that it's my, this is like my, my full time thing. I'm, I'm trying to be aware of it as much as I can in a day and be on the lookout for you know, being open for that inspiration or idea that comes from wherever they come from. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of power in practice, right? So if you're mm-hmm. if you're writing every day, then all of a sudden, you know, I can imagine that words can just start flowing and then all of a sudden you have a song and then now it's, you know, now it's time to riff. Or if you're if you're riffing on guitar and then you're, you know, you're okay, I, I worked on this, you know, you're woodshedding, if you will. <laughs> I worked on this yesterday, I worked on this the day before yesterday, and now there are lyrics coming out of my head. So is yeah. is that kind of how it goes sometimes? Yeah, I think it's just doing it. I've heard so many artists say that it's like it's just about doing it all the time. It's something that needs to be practiced and honed, and you're going to write 200 really shitty songs, and you'll get a good one, and then uh, another good one, and then a bunch of other ones that are no good. And then um, I actually I was just at a show at the Ryman Auditorium when I was in Nashville, American Aquarium. They oh, were playing yeah. With another band. Yeah. But a friend right. of mine was there, and she went early to uh, like the VIP meet and greet. And the lead singer, uh, BJ Barham, she had a question about writer's block. And he's like, oh, I don't think it's a thing. And he's like, what? She's like, <laughs> I just write through it. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh. like, just sit down and write. Like the thing he's saying, just write. It doesn't have to be, you know, a number one hit. It doesn't have to be your best song, but write and practice. And the more you do, the, 
the better it becomes. And, and he is one hell of a songwriter. So I, I like the flip side of a single record, right? Like back in the eighties, you would buy a, a 45 of a popular song, but the B side was always the cooler song for me. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, the, the, that's what, like, that's where the flips catch on the flip side comes from is radio DJs. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side, you know, because you used to flip a record over. But, and then I went, years ago, I bought a journal just to write. And I have literally written physical relationship. And that's it in this journal. And I'm, I'm saying this was like five or six years ago. And the intent behind physical relationship was an, a creative writing idea that I had about listening to music in an analog sense. Because if you're listening to a... If you're on Spotify, not that they paid me to say that, but if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're on... They can. But if you're on Spotify, you just hit play, right? That's the yep. end of the, the physical relationship with music. You hit play, you walk away, whatever. With a record, you got to get up and flip it, man. Uh, you got to yeah. you're you're stirring the soup, you know. And the same can be said for a cassette. Like you put the cassette in on on side A, and then it ends. You get up and you flip it over, and and there there's something sweet and special about flipping over the record or or flipping over a cassette. There's that that anxiety pause of like, what's this, the next side going to be like if it's the first time listening? I collect vinyl. Yeah. So vinyl records are, I wish I had more, you know, like I, I, my wife would kill me. And I have a little daughter who's 19 months old and she'll go over to my record collection and just start pulling them out. I'm like, baby, you can't, you can't put them on the floor flat. Yeah. You know, I'm going crazy in my head. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's kind of sweet in the same regard. But, man, I, 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 I collect vinyl records for the purpose of having a physical relationship with the music that I'm listening to. Yeah, it's, it's like that, you know, it's like it has a little ritual attached to it. It almost gets you ready, gets you prepared, gets you more present with the music coming out. And uh, it's funny with this vinyl, when I got my test presses in, I brought it to a buddy and he's got this room set up. And like, by room, I mean like absolutely insane. It's, That's it's great. gigantic. It's like the back part of his shop, but the entire thing is sound optimized, I guess. There's one chair in the middle of the room. There's like components. I don't even know what they are, okay. but like, it is next level. So he's like, okay, let's see how this sounds. And he's like, let's get our ears to him. And he puts on like Led Zeppelin. And then he's like, okay, let's check out your record. <laughs> and it was like, it sounded really good, but I'd never experienced music that way before. And it was almost physical in a different way. Like there's so much texture in the sound coming out. And mm. Yeah, it was wild. But I mean, I don't know. I'd have to win the lottery. <laughs> I could get a setup like that going. I feel like something a little bit, Below that would also still be all right, but it was just such a cool way to hear that record, my own record, for the first time. I um, I've got a lot of friends in hip hop, so I listen to. I haven't in a while. It's been it's weird how like I'm so too, I'm in my fifties, right? So like I feel like my son will send me a rap song. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Am I my father now? But <laughs> you know, it's kind of cute. Yeah. But um, I have friends that are creatives, you know, down in Oakland, like I was talking about, and they, you know, they put out some really great music. So I'll I'll buy hip hop from time to time, and the the record that I sat and listened to over and over and over again was Nipsey Hussle's record. His very first record, which was his only record, everything before that was all mixtapes. So, like, this was okay. like, it, it produced 
to be a full EP, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. I like to sit down, do the whole, you know, it comes from the earth green thing, and pick the the sounds out. Like, okay, there's there's four there's four no five sounds. You know, like I'm like listening as a producer yeah. almost. Like that's kind of like the yeah. the joy I get from music. It as a disc jockey, as a guy who plays nightclubs or like dance environments, even a wedding. You know, you got you, like I said, you got to turn into a party eventually. Um, you play like all these well known songs. You know, you play Usher, you play Bruno Mars. You know, you play Cha Cha Slide. You play all this. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. cookie cutter pop music. You know, it's fine. It has a place, but I don't listen to it. So I, I like I like to listen to music and and pull apart the sounds and hear you know the uh, the guitar parts or the drum parts. I I just and Dallas I swear this is the truth. Um, my wife Suzette loves live shows, and mm-hmm. I work every damn weekend. I have for years. You know, for, as an example, I have DJed thirty New Year's Eves in a row. Oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's 10 years less than my wife's been alive. <laughs> and you, 1983. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. or 11 probably now, I don't know. But um, but I don't listen to music the same way people who are just listening to the radio do. I'm listening for beats, keys, uh, intro, outro. Like, how am I going to present it? Where am I going to play it? How does this fit? You know, what's it going to mix with? You know, all that kind of stuff. Because I can yeah. actually, like, beat match. You know, I can... I can make it seem like, you know, one song's going into another. As long as I know the beats per minute and the key and it doesn't sound bad, I can I can beat match it. Uh, yeah. I'm not a scratch DJ. I can do it on, with one hand, but I can't do it with the other. I don't know how they do that. But anyway, um, <laughs> next question for you. <laughs> um, how has your military career helped you with what you're doing now with music? Hmm. Well, it, for one, it gave me a, a lot more life experiences that were, um, you know, not ordinary, I guess. So it's just more experience in life to draw from when it comes to writing. Um, also, like I was saying, it was a lot of travel. I was gone all the time. And so I'm very used to traveling. So now I don't go nearly as long. I still feel like I'm traveling a lot, but it's something I'm just, it's not a big deal. I'm, I'm used to it. I'm accustomed to it. Like as far as I just don't want to leave my family for too long. So yeah. I'll just go a few days here and there. Um, so, so both of those have definitely helped. And I think, I don't know if it's necessarily the military, but the way I approached it, like I, I was like laser beam focused on getting to our, our special operations unit, which is where I worked. And then when I decided it was music and songwriting, it was like all of my focus, you know, outside of priorities like family and health. And then every, I got blinders on for a lot of stuff right now. It's just music and songwriting and guitar practice and vocals and music business things. And I think I don't know if the military necessarily helped. It might've helped to kind of refine that a little bit, but it was, it was just shifting from that, that focus, which was on, you know, training and, and guns and fighting and whatnot into now more creative work. You were in for a while, huh? Like 17 years? Yeah, just under 17 years. Okay. 16 and a half years, I think. How long have you been out now of the military? Uh, about a year and a half. April April will be two years. 
was that a was that kind of a, a hard transition? Was it an easy transition? Uh, I found it um, relatively easy. Like, I mean, it's a pain in the ass to be honest. But other outside of like the administrative stuff, um, I was I was ready to go. Like, I was let me go so I can get going with this music thing that I want to do. So I actually tell a lot of guys that if you're getting out, um, find something that you're passionate about. Cause we're, we're, we're busy individuals in a unit like that. <laughs> um, yeah. and to just go home and, and sit on your hands and say, oh, I'll find something down the line. The guys really get in trouble. I've, I've seen like that, you know, just have something to put that energy and passion towards and then, Giver and I was already there before I was even out, so I was just like, you know, let me go, just cut the cord. I'm an all or nothing person myself, so yeah. uh, like I don't, I don't consume myself with a lot of like video games or and stuff. But I, I like to play solitaire every now and then, and okay. um, I mean by every now and then it used to be kind of like uh, whenever we're just kind of sitting around, and then I'll get bored of it and I'll just delete it. I, I don't take it out of my, I don't like let it sit in my phone. I just get rid of it. <laughs> like, oh, now I'm done with this game. But, um, I am, uh, I'm a busy minded, uh, ADHD, you know, mover shaker, uh, promoter, DJ, you know, I'm, I'm busy. Uh, I'm in sales yeah. and my wife is like, she gets home from work and wants to maybe work on a puzzle or sit down and I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do the dish. I gotta do the laundry. I gotta, you know, I'm moving around, man. And, and this is the, the first time in my life and I'm 53. I'm, I'm not young, but I'm reasonably, I'm, you know, I'm young compared to other people like my dad, yeah. you know, my dad listens yeah, to the podcast. Totally. So I'm going to give him a little bit of shit while he's listening. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like this is the first time in my life where I can just sit down. And it's kind of a neat thing. Like I, I can just sit down. I, I don't do social media. I, I like to tune out with my daughter. Um, like I tell my son, he's 29. Like, I'm so sorry. Uh, because I feel like I'm a better dad cause I'm older. And, um, like how, you know, I felt like I, I felt like I looked back and I was a bad dad. It's kind of crazy, but, um, okay. All right. Got to pull it together. I don't want to. I don't. No, wanna, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Though. Okay. All right. As long as you get it, everyone else can go. You know, jump off of something only high enough to hurt. But um, I didn't want to take a deep dive into the, the into the military thing because I talked to musicians. But I appreciate what you what you did for Canada. So thanks for that. Um, and I know as thanks an ally, for your pleasure. Yeah, as an ally, also thank you for that. So, <laughs> um, but did it? Has anyone ever told you not to pursue a career in music? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. And then you were like, now nah, I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's that laser focus, right? Yeah. It's well, cause it's, it's also like kind of, and most people are relatively supportive, like, but also there's like, like you're doing what you're doing. What now? I didn't know you sang. I'm like, well, I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> um, cause it's a new career at 40, you know, or whatever age I was in 2019. So you know, late thirties and forty start like you get into this incredibly difficult business. <laughs> when is your birthday? If I can ask that, is that fair? 
April 18th. Yeah, April 18th. You're shitting me. So Suzette is April 27th. So you guys are pretty close. She'll be 41. Oh, April, wow, yeah. Yeah, April 27th. I'll be 41 as well. We have a, a choice for her birthday. It's a Saturday. So we're, it's either I'm going to go DJ a thing uh, up in Portland, which is like four hours north, or we're going to go to Corvallis and take take uh, part in the Oyster Fest at this tap house that I found last year in August or April. Oh, nice! And uh, so, like, it's either make money or like spend money. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to decide. Yeah, I've got a gig. I've got a birthday gig. So oh, those are the I'll best. Be... I I yeah, love... it'll be fun. It'll be I think it's four days in a row. Like 17, 18, 19, and twenty, and then there's a couple days off to the next one. But I love DJing on my birthday. Uh, that was my favorite, like, holiday, if you will. Um, New Year's is always yeah. fun, but, like, my birthday, I was like, hey, it's my birthday, let's party. And on my 45th birthday, I did a private party where I DJed only on 45s and the B-side of the 45. So that was kind of oh, wow. cool. But um, So what's next for you? What's on the horizon? Um, This year is really focusing on getting this visa sorted out so I can start booking in States and then just be everywhere. There's music everywhere. They like country. I call myself country inspired music because it is, but I don't necessarily write, you know, like just needs to be a country song. Um, I'm a big fiddle fan. So it always comes out sounding pretty country, but still anywhere that they, they're digging the sound or want to hear something new. Uh, we're going to be there. That's a lot of places, Dallas. I hope you can make it to all those places. <laughs> yeah, I'll find them all. <laughs> Man, that, that's the thing about live music. And that, I was I was going to say that, and I forgot. I went on a tangent. But um, this is the the part of my life where I'm finally getting to go to live shows. And really take it in. And man, it's so much. I missed out for 35 years um, but I didn't because I also, you know, had fun working. But like live shows are, yeah. they're a lot of fun, man. Um, we get to we get, we're going to go see Tyler Childers in August over in Bend, Oregon, which is another place for you to look into. It's beautiful over there. Uh, we're going to go see John Party in Midland next month up in uh, Eugene, and um, right. that's going to we like Midland a lot. Like John Party's kind of a he's great, but he's kind of a byproduct of us going to see Midland, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, Midland's the I'm a, I'm a huge Tyler Childers fan. Oh, good. He he's man. I'd love to have him on the podcast. I've interviewed his drummer, his bassist, his DJ. Um, if you have you ever seen the video for All Yorn? Uh, yeah. So the guy that's that's acting in the video is Casey Campbell. He's a also a musician. Uh, so I interviewed him. So I've interviewed everyone around him. But I haven't, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got him on. So if you meet him, you need to tell him, hey, be on this podcast. But, okay. Hey, let's All talk right. about the next song, um, Can't Blame My Bloodline. Tell me about that one and how it came about. Uh, so that one, I wanted to have eight songs on this record for some reason. I don't know why. It's just what I wanted. Uh, and I had seven chosen. And uh, I was like, oh, no, I'm missing one. That one's not quite the right fit. I need something a little more. And I kind of I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know how to write it or whatever. So I, I took a trip to Nashville. I did some co-writes down there and didn't quite get what I was looking for. And then while I was there, I connected uh, with a guy I've been trying to write with for a while named Cliff Cody, but he's in Key West. So he's like, hey, if you're down here, and I didn't realize at the time the Key West Songwriter Fest was going on. That's why he was asking. Uh -huh. 
He's like, we could, we could do a right. And I called Sarah and she's like, change your flight. Go, go. So we went down and wrote a song. Ended up being a really cool song. Not the right one for me, but it's a very like, like Buffett styled Key West sunshine song. So Cody plays it down there all the time. Now I think he's going to cut it actually. <laughs> um, turned out to be a cool song, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. So I came back, you know, I was like, four or five days on the road. I was tired. I was hung over after Key West. And I'm like, oh, all that. And I like, didn't get the song, you know? And then uh, I was just carrying my my kid around and this idea came to me. And it was more like, I was thinking back, I said, okay, all this thing, like, ah, oh, I didn't have to drink so much this last month. And then I was like, well, you can't blame anyone else but yourself, you know? <laughs> and so it just came to me. I was like, I can't blame a bloodline. I can't blame the music I listen to. I can't blame anyone but myself. So it ended up being a, a song about taking responsibility, mm-hmm. sort of, but we turned it into a, a little faster pace of a tune. Well, let's play it. Sure.
Dallas, how can my audience connect with you? Like, where can they find you online? Uh, I, I try to, I try to stay pretty on top of social media via Instagram the most. It goes to Facebook. Um, I'm half-assing, but I'm doing it, the TikTok thing. Um, <laughs> when I get a good video where I'm like, yeah, that might be. It's just, I, I don't like it. I wish I didn't need to have social media to yeah. be in music. Um, but I'll, I'm on Instagram the most if people want to reach out. And then my website is dallasalexander.ca because I'm Canadian. And the other handle, the .com was taken. Um, <laughs> so just dallasalexander.ca and we'll, we'll put all the gigs there. That's where I got my merch store. Um, I'm selling my vinyl. and When new music comes up, you'll be able to find everything through there anyway. I'll put all those in the show notes so then folks can just click it and find it easily. Uh, so I've got a couple more questions left and, and the most important part of the podcast, and I need to know if you're seated and safe. I'm seated and I'm safe. You're mostly safe. Okay, I've figured with 16, almost 17 years of military, you're probably pretty darn safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not like me. You don't own a, a, a Ruger Wrangler 22 six shooter, you know, like a revolver. That's the gun I own. Oh, nice. That would be pretty cool. But could you imagine if someone pulls that out, if you're robbing my house and I come out of my bedroom? First off, I'm probably naked. Uh, no one needs to see that. Um, but then I'm also carrying a little six shooter, and then you're going to get shot by it probably. So don't do it. Don't break, don't break into my house. Anyway. Um, don't do it, people. Yeah, don't do it, people. Stay out. Don't see naked Santa today. Don't do it. Um <laughs> Most important questions that I'll ask on this podcast are these. Um, what is your stance on wet socks? Uh, I've had to wear them a lot. I bet you have. And I don't like them. <laughs> no one likes them. If you like wet socks, <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, I don't know if I like you anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like if, you're a terrorist. You're a terrorist. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. And then the, the, that's that's. I like plain and simple. Let's keep it. Let's keep it simple. Uh, like they, I guess they say it in the military here. Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, why is pineapple the best thing you can put on a pizza? Why is it? Yeah. Why is it? Well, it isn't. Oh, okay. Finally, we got a hater. It's okay, though. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I, I actually don't hate it. I, I enjoy myself a good uh, okay. Hawaiian pizza from time to time, but cheese is the best thing you can put oh, on a pizza. Dude. You don't so, have that on a pizza. It's not a pizza. You're, you're missing the glue of the ingredients if you skip cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's, it's the vehicle, you know, well, I, the crust of the vehicle, but what keeps you in the vehicle is, is, is your seatbelt, and that's cheese. Cheese is the seatbelt. Absolutely. <laughs> really? Seatbelt of pizza, yeah. <laughs> okay, last serious question. What's, what's the big deal with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, I don't really know much about either of them. I, well, I obviously know that Taylor Swift is a musician. I don't listen to her stuff. Uh, I think the guy's a football player, if I'm correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, I set you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Normally, well, I stopped <laughs> watching sports a long time ago, okay. <laughs> and it obviously shows. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll let you know that most 
people that I talk to, uh, musician wise, they don't follow sports. So you're not alone in that. It, this it's a trick question. You're fine. Every, you're fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> my my normal question now. So I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So it, you know Travis Kelsey plays on my football team, my my favorite football team. So in there, okay. you know they're in the talk. You know there's one game left. They got to win to make it to the Super Bowl. So it's kind of a hot topic, and they're dating. So uh, and she goes to the games, and it's kind of a big deal, and it's kind of sweet for my hometown because people hate on Kansas City and I don't know why you know like I guess it's the Midwest right you, unless you're from like my half of my family's from Nebraska and anytime I talk about driving through Nebraska and then people go like oh I've done that before it's awful I'm like man you got to get off of I-80 because it's beautiful like there's so much to see the prairie is special there's a magic there and you're missing out. So just know that. <laughs> but anyway, well, hey. They got some good country music venues. Oh, buddy. Yeah, and Nebraska also is the home of some of the best fast food. It's called Runza. Um, I don't know if it'll give you the runs or not, but it's it's a like a <laughs> it's a German food, you know, that's like um, uh, kind of like meat inside of a, of a baked good. Basically, meat and onion and whatever else in, inside of a bun, but it's not a bun. It's like yeah. a, like kind of a pastry type of thing. But anyway, easy to make. Um, but Dallas, look, man, I I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Um, again, stay in touch. You get out here to Oregon, you better call me. Uh, I'll take you to Crater Lake. Yeah, will do. And uh, I'll be in touch for all kinds of things. Music. Once you get the uh, permission to come into your country and strum our guitars. There you go. Let's go, man. Have a good night. Thank you, sir. <laughs> take care. Yeah, you too. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. So just dig, just dig in and check out his music. Great guy. He's doing, the music is really good. So I, if I like it, I'm pretty sure you'll like it. And if you don't like it, I don't care. Just, you know, hit next. But I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'll put the, the links in the show notes so you can click them and dig into his music and maybe buy a record or buy a T-shirt. Um, support these artists. It's very important. Um, you, if you like music and you're listening to this podcast, like if you don't like music and you're listening to this podcast, like, why are you? It's not for you, you know, but if you like music and you like this podcast, you should probably buy their merch. That would be great. Or listen to their music, introduce their music to somebody else. That's what it's all about. Um, again, thanking my sponsors because they're cool. Uh, Royal Coffee Roasting. A Look Design, and Moxley Media. Y'all have a good time. Uh, good night, good morning, good afternoon. We'll see you next time. Take it away, rascal. You're welcome for listening to The Woodshed. Oh, thank you for listening to The Woodshed. We hope to see you next time on The Woodshed. Thank you for listening, what's on our minds? Oh, thank you for listening, what's on our minds?